0: There is a war there between fantasy war and, nightmare, and nightmare, which unlocks the universe. unseen door behind consciousness. It takes only it but a gesture, a gesture to adjust and, and see and the realm beyond. This is, the dark. This is the dark. a Dark Verse. 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 Hello, I'm Shark Child, and this is The Dark Verse. A collection of my strange works with the sole purpose of sharing with you a unique world of foreign fantasy that will follow you to the visions of your sleep. This episode marks the completion of a full year's worth of writing for the Dark Verse. It is very cool. I've put in a lot of hard work, and it has been very much so worth it. And I hope it has been for you as well. There are moments, I know at least for me, when I get so focused on the task at hand that the rest of the world kind of fades away. You get oblivious to everything that's going on around you and you create your own world that you've entered. And if anyone disturbs you, it's like someone's disturbing you from sleep or some bizarre land. That is what this episode is touching upon and the dangers that somewhat linger within that twilight area. (laughs) This is episode 26 of The Dark Verse. It is the last episode of the first year, and it is entitled The Something Beyond Silence.
1: The sound of a heartbeat is distinct. It is a ticking of time, a lifeline encroaching upon an end. Sometimes slow, sometimes fast, this ever sustaining frequency pulsates towards the boundaries of the unknown. It represents knowledge, whether of reality or sleep, it does not matter, but when it stops, The mystery begins. That mystery, which hinges on the brink of death, depicts the apex of existence. What I was, what I am, and what I will be are all erased by the ceasing of this simple cadence. But even now, as I breathe, that mystery reveals itself from time to time. It suffocates the noises that surround me and blocks out the impacts and interactions of the world. It takes the beat of a heart, the sound of silence itself, and steals it away. And when silence is gone, something else has replaced it. The warm crackling of the fire was enough to keep me content for a long while on the most still and cold of winter evenings. I had my wife in my arms, and my two girls snuggled at my feet. My thoughts danced with the harpy-like flames while their sounds caressed my imagination. No one spoke, and no one wanted to. The tongues of light satisfied every gaze. Looking upon the air with infinite delight and heat. As I stared at the fire over time, my senses began to numb. Surrounding interferences drifted away from my attention, and even the sound of the flames themselves began to slowly evaporate from my ears. I looked at my wife, and then at my two children. They were all in the same stupor. Eventually, That which was real became very surreal, and faded into the sights of my thoughts. A maze came to my mind, with long corridors and ephemeral directions. Darkness hung over it like devouring ants, and with it was no sense in the word haste. Age itself would have overtaken that which chose to conquest those passageways. The walls, which were made of ancient stones, were covered with moist growths of plant life. There were no sounds in this maze. Neither was there movement, except my own. I walked as slowly as I needed to navigate intelligently around the turns and away from the dead ends. I felt calm and serene as I trekked through endless choices. The maze was complex but it was my own, and I felt comfortable easing through it. Within this maze, I brought with me the visions of my hoped-for future, and the pleasantries of my past. The experience was beyond existential, until something else joined me in that maze, though not by my conjuration. I tried to visualize what it was, I tried to control my thoughts to make its shape and form, but I could not see it even in my own mind. Its presence was all I knew, nothing more, and surely nothing less. It was like a void of space crawling through my head, disturbing the peacefulness and sanctity of the private self. I could not banish the thing, nor could I embrace it. With my lucid setting being inhabited by an unwelcome guest, it quickly became an undesirable captivity. I had once shook myself from the stupor to rekindle my eyes with the affectionate fireplace blaze. I succeeded, but before I did, the inexplicable entity took a rather profound leap at my eternal eyes. For a fraction of a moment, I felt... Rather than saw, a force grip around me so horrifically tight that my complete presence, both in the conscious and subconscious, waned off into an oblivion so like nothingness that my heart skipped a dreadful beat and came back to a rhythm utterly dissonant to my entire being, as if my heart and the rest of my body had left their lifelong bond and were then two different ages. After this, the spectacle of burning wood was not entirely pleasing when it came back into sight. I left my family immediately under the disturbing circumstances. In the kitchen, I drank a glass of water. I filled the glass again, but this time with a touch of rum. The alcohol hollowed my insides and sent warmth down my limbs. When I continued back to my family, my vision began to waver inconsistently. But it was not due to the loosening by drink. Here and there my sight would shift out of alignment, displacing all of my other senses. My coordination was also off. Everything I did appeared to be one step behind what actually occurred. I reached my wife in a stumble of movement, catching myself against the sofa. I whispered to her that I had to speak to her privately. She sluggishly agreed and followed me back to the kitchen. I went on to tell her of the very recent happening. She was confused, but she tried to be sympathetic. It just doesn't make sense, she told me. I found myself looking at her hair and not her face. The blondness attracted my eyes and made it easier to focus. It's not like things are out there that can just manipulate you like that from nowhere or whatever you think happened to you. I know. I know, I said, trying to look her in the eyes, but not being able to. But if such a thing did exist, I guess this is how it would happen. It would just do its thing. No motive for evil summoning or curse. It would just be like anything else. It's kind of like a wild animal. It would just eat what it could find when it became hungry. What are you talking about? My wife interrupted. Come on, I think you just need to get some sleep. Alright, but I'm going to take a shower first. Maybe that will help clear my head. Okay, but make sure you say goodnight to the girls. I nodded. My wife left and returned to the living room. Normalcy, I realized, had no place in the conglomeration of life. There was too much unknown and too much arrogantly known. Something had definitely communicated with me, and it did not do so lightly. Whether it returned or left forever, I had not the slightest control over. But at that moment... The damage felt done. As I first entered into the water of the shower, it was too much to bear. I had to take a step back and adjust the temperature. But once the water was just as I liked it, I let myself soak completely into its hold. Every contact, every flow, I sensed each vein that trailed down my body to my feet every river that ran down my arms and off my fingers. Where is safety, if not in the shelter of one's own home? I thought to myself. The water was loud. It pounded over and over upon the surfaces of its reach, howling off the sounds of liquid inertia. My nerves had begun to lessen, while the rest of my body started to reclaim its harmony. My neck relaxed. My shoulders slouched, and my head sagged. I was beginning to feel normal again, that word which I had almost lost hope in. If I had been more aware of what happened the first time I was visited, I might have left the shower at that very moment. But I did not. I let myself relax and drift further into the comfort of it. Soon the beating of the water began to hesitate in sound, and soon after that there was only the feeling upon my flesh. What followed was the beating of my heart. I began to hear it reverberate throughout me. I could feel its every contraction and retraction, every pump. It was the isolated course of respite, and I was the embodied audience. My heartbeat grew softer and softer, fading away as quickly as it had come. Nothing was within my awareness, nothing, until all sound ceased. The shower, my heart, their audible trails left without a trace. Then all sensation left me. The tapping of the water, the heat and humidity, there was nothing left to acknowledge their presence by. I had entered back into the strange. I became alert, but it was already too late. Without turning the water off, I lunged out of the shower, tripping on the lip of the tub and tearing the shower curtain off as I fell. There were no sounds to greet my chaos. Even as my right arm splintered into the ground, there was nothing to feel. I got up, grabbed a towel, and proceeded to race through my home, staggering against walls and through doors, hearing nothing all the while. It was here, during this time, that the mystery something again entered my head and began its encroach upon my incorporeal being. As I plunged into the living room, I caught one last glimpse of my family, their countenances full of shock. Then I felt the tightness of the twisted, agonizing, and deprecating clench within me. Nothingness latched upon me and danced with me as if cultic sacrifices were mere games played in the safety of green fields and blue skies. It was suffocating without death. It was pain without feeling. It was damnation without cause. My essence seeped into the jaws of limitless misery, and I could not even fill out a presence or existence to accept it. How pitiful life is. How perfectly pitiful. There was a face within the nothingness, and it swallowed me. When the silence is gone, something has replaced it.
0: That concludes the 26th episode and the first year of The Dark Verse. And it is only the beginning of much more to come. If you haven't listened to all of my episodes, please download them and listen to them off my website, thedarkverse.com, or off of iTunes. Either one. They're both pretty cool. Email me if you have anything you want to tell me. Sharkchild at thedarkverse.com You can remember that. Um, Any other news other than The Mending of a Greedy Nation? I guess not. Alright. Have a good week. If it's this same week that I'm having, or if it's a future week where you download this episode. Doesn't really matter. You'll enjoy the story, at least. Goodbye. All stories on the Darkverse are the sole property of Sharkchild and cannot be used for distribution, publication, or monetary gain without my written consent. Sleep deeply and remember to love.